You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. I don't know how to get from here to there. So can we just break down the most basic and simple way to start a membership? Like if somebody was going to launch a membership this week and they haven't done anything yet, like what is the most simple and basic way they can get started? Yeah, it depends which program they come from. I'll do the the evergreen model example. Let's say you're whatever kind of coach. Let's say you're a high-performance coach or a conscious parenting coach or transformational coach, whatever it is that you have certain themes, let's say in the mindset area. So you have your high ticket, I would say, keep that your high ticket offer. This is where tiers come in, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But you have your high ticket offer, which is when people want to work with one on one. Ideally, you want to price that higher. And the group actually allows you to do that, that you price it higher. And if they can't afford it, then you take them towards a group. Now, they don't know how many people you have in the group, and they don't need to know you market it as okay and this is what makes it so simple you don't need to create an elaborate launch campaign for this you prospect the way you would prospect normally like whether you go have conversations with somebody one-on-one you go into networking events or you're running a webinar or a live coaching experience or you're doing training for somebody and you're offering your program all you need to do is be clear on your offer what are you going to have in your group so you're going to have Group sessions, let's say once per week or every other week, I have it every other week. They all have access to worksheets, resources, whatever. They'll have access to recordings. They will have a Facebook group or whatever kind of group, whether it's the new ones that are coming up. What are, what are they? I forgot the, the name. There's Circle is one. There's... Circle and yeah, a couple other one. ones. Whatever community area where people interact. So you're adding stuff in there for them to see that, okay, there are multiple levels of value that they're getting obviously depends on the niche for example in my niche for real estate investors networking plays a big part in on their journey so adding a networking session raises the value of something automatically Uh, but it depends on on the thing and another program might not add value You, you just decide based on your niche so you're just offering a few things you have your offer cleared up when you go talk to people You do a strategy session, a coaching strategy session, and you can literally ask them, like, what kind of support are you looking for? Are you looking for a one-on-one group? And you can also decide for them in a sense, is like, what kind of level do they need it? And do they need one-on-one or group? And then you offer it and they get to decide between your higher tier or the group tier. And they show up. They don't need to know at what level you are at, how many people you have or whatever, you send them the information, they sign up, they show up to the group or they show up to the one-on-one. And from their perspective, they're just trying to solve a problem for themselves. Yeah. They don't care what the modality is. And so that's how you start it. Now you can, depending on your experience level, you might be more comfortable having one-on-one conversations initially. Do that. Or you can run a live coaching or a webinar and you make the offer for the membership. Does that clarify it? 
It does. I just wanted to add a little bit more in that you talked about having networking and you having a community, you know, resource for whether it's Facebook or some other app. Those are things that are great and might be something you can aspire to, but you don't need that stuff in the beginning. All mm -hmm. you simply need is your hour or two hours or whatever set aside every week and invite people to that as the membership. And you can let them know, hey, we'll be growing and building things to meet the needs as we go, but you don't have to commit to anything on the front end. Just this is it. And this is our expectation. So the rest of the stuff can come as you decide to develop it or have the time. And also there's another way you can approach. Let's say you don't have anything else. You just have your coaching. Let's say you do coaching once a week or every other week, you can add a training session. Let's say you're, we're talking about personal development. You can add a training session twice a month or three times or four times a month for, let's say, 30 minutes. And you'd run it live. You record it. And what I do is like I will do 10, 15 minutes of training. And then the rest I do Q&A. The Q&A is a lot of value for people. So let's say I pick a topic around your psychology. I pick a topic around overwhelm. And then afterwards, they get to interact with me and the rest of the group if there are more members. But here's the cool thing about that. This actually helps me with my marketing too. Because my bandwidth was getting stretching thin and I didn't want to do a lot of things everywhere. So the trainings that I do twice a month, I started doing it originally for a year. I did it once a week. Those trainings, while they're in my members area, they're also out in the world too. I break them down, they go in my social media and people have access to that training. And I don't have to do extra social media stuff. This becomes your content and this will be some of the best content you'll create because you're actually interacting with people, you're answering questions, you're learning what works and what doesn't work. You can literally leverage your program to build content too. So you don't need to schedule a separate calendar and create it and this you will show up more because you have to do it because you've promised yeah yeah good point there's lots of ways to be able to, to double duty the things that we're doing and if you need to be the one to chop up and edit your videos to begin with there's a lot of great products out there i certainly will if i need something done fast i do it quite frankly because if i pass it off to somebody else it's going to probably be a week or so just with who I've got set up right now. So I know that if I need, I'll do it. I've been doing this for a long time. I know how to do it quickly. And if you have questions about, you know, apps and stuff like that, uh, we can share some of that stuff that we're aware of or that we've used. But if you're serious about doing this long-term, best strategy is to think about at what point can you hire somebody to do this for you? Because Part of the point of the membership is because it's at somewhere along the journey as a coach, your bandwidth is going to be challenged. So if you're doing all of the legwork on this stuff as well during this whole time, that will just increase your challenge of your time and your energy that you need to spend in other areas of life. So just know that on the back of your mind, if you don't have it yet, having somebody to support you in doing these sorts of things is a critical piece of the growth and the scaling. Yeah. And also thinking of it from a business standpoint, I learned this from a business person. I forgot who, but you either have time or you have money. It's rare that you have both <laughs> working. And if it is, you have structured your life really well. But even if you have time, you have the rest of your life. You don't just have work in your life. So if you have time, just thinking about it from a, like, if you have time and you can spend it on editing videos, do that. But then even that, I will question that a little bit because where else could that time go that might give you more of an ROI? 
So if you don't have enough clients and you don't have enough time in your juggling between editing videos and reaching out to prospects, I would focus on prospects and find a way to pay for videos getting edited or do it less initially, because that's a long-term marketing strategy that the videos are not going to give you clients. The reach out will give you clients. Then as you develop a little bit more resources. So for me, it's like, I'm enjoying so much the fact that somebody is doing all this stuff. I'm not touching my social media for the most part, like 80%, 90% of it is just, I do these videos. This is part of my day-to-day week to week operation. I just send out the video and somebody edits it, chopped it up, puts it in five, six different social media places. And my work is done. It feels so good. I'm so happy to kind of pay somebody for that because it's so incredibly valuable. To I waited for a while to do that. And my hesitations were like, oh, what if I don't find the right person? All those hesitations are true, but find somebody in your network or somebody that has more credibility. And it's definitely worth it if you're building something long-term because like those videos that are putting out, blog posts that you're putting out, it might not give you the ROI in the next one month, two months, three months, six months, but long-term it establishes credibility. And as you start to go more towards scaling, then those videos are going to become really important. Those trainings are going to become really important for your path. One of the most important things I've learned is think long-term, not short-term, because short-term we can do a lot of things, but what's the long-term ROI for whatever you're doing? And usually in business, there are very few area, key areas that will give you the biggest ROI. For example, this is the basic foundations of business. Sales will give you the biggest ROI. Marketing will give you the big, biggest ROI. How your community and systems run gives you the biggest ROI. Like doing little things on your own, for example, editing videos or designing stuff might be like enjoyable. And if you enjoy it, great. But is it really building the business that you're trying to, the impact you're trying to create. Yeah. And then that's something for everybody to kind of think through, like what, what matters to you ultimately. Yeah. I think one of the hardest things to balance in business, and this has been across all of our businesses that I've ever been a part of, as well as what I see in other people, is when does that balance shift from I've got more time and now I've got more money? Because I'm a very firm believer in when you're starting a business, don't go into debt. I've seen way too many people have this unrealistic optimism. I look, oh, it'll all work out. And then they dump a bunch of money into the business and then it tanks. And now they're left to pay off this bill that they have nothing to show for it. And so, I mean, that's just my own value around business is don't go into debt. Uh, And so it's this difficult balance of, well, when have I made enough money to be able to pass off that? Because there is a little bit of pain in there, which is why we are hesitant. There is pain to have to pay out, especially if you're kind of on the cusp of being just barely profitable, then the thought is like, well, if I then pay somebody else, I'm no longer profitable. So like, how quickly is that ROI going to come back? How long am I going to be in this limbo where, you know, I'm uncomfortable because of the cash flow or lack of? So I have yet to hear of somebody offer me the exact framework and solution for that, but it just is a reality. So be cognizant of it, kind of be thinking about it, having conversations with other people about it. That's really important in my book. Yeah, I think it has so many factors in it, but I would Absolutely. at least at least in the coaching world, but generally speaking in business, I agree with you is like, you need to create some revenue. 
if you're not creating revenue, there is no point in you trying to go hire a bunch of people to do things for you because you probably have time. You probably have time to work through stuff. And if you're utilizing your time properly, you're focusing on the 20% of the things that will actually give you the biggest ROI. And initially, if you don't have money and you've started a business, then the most important things become you're reaching out to people. You're going out there training. You're going out there reaching out to people. You're asking them to jump on conversations with you. You're making offers. If you're not doing that, all the other things like video editing and complicated programs and stuff don't mean anything. I wouldn't even say go towards this model because figure out to get a couple of clients and have some revenue coming in. Then you can take a breather and step back and look at your business as a more strategic thing because you're in survival mode. You're not going to think about strategy as much. Yeah, that's the, those, those are great recommendations. So membership model, we've got a couple that we've talked about. There's the evergreen, there's kind of the hybrid. Of course, as Faisal said, there's plenty of other, it could be, you could have a hybrid of the hybrid. <laughs> there's so many ways to do this. It's endless. It really is only based on your level of creativity that you can come up with something. You know, sometimes there's book clubs as part of a membership model. Sometimes it can be live events, depending on if you have more local people or if the membership cost is enough to support something that they have to travel to. I mean, really the sky's the limit, which as a high-performance coach, Faisal and I know that creativity (laughs) is a drive in life that you know, if we're going to have the most fulfilling life as a coach, we've got to be able to do things that allow us to have an immense amount of creativity. And so sometimes we may not think about structuring our business as an act of creativity, but it totally can be. So have fun with this. And maybe just like, but an ideal world, what would like fast forward in an ideal world in five years, if I had no limitations, what would I want my membership to look like and have fun with it? You know, every month we're going to be taking sabbatical trips to Fiji and we're going to mastermind for an entire week, like have fun with it. And then backtrack. You're like, okay, well, if I really want to be able to travel one week out of every month to an exotic location to hold a mastermind for my membership, you know, reverse engineer it, backtrack it. Okay. Well, who's the kind of person that would want to do that? You know, what value are you going to offer? How could you incrementally grow your business in a way that's in that direction. So have fun, but don't get overwhelmed. Think about and balance that with what's the one thing that you can do now to get the membership going. Having conversations and having a time when when your group session is going to be. Those are kind of the two most important things, right? You got to have a time to funnel people to, but then you got to have the conversations to get the people to funnel. So I think it's kind of just those two basic things to, to think about having the conversations, yeah. sharing the information and having the event. Yeah. Yeah. And like this can get more complex as we talk about this, but it's not necessary. And one of the things that we do, for example, in CMC, I did a whole session where I shared the background of like how I've structured this on my platform. How do the notifications go? How does it interact with the community page? How do I get people engaged in the community? Like all this, I literally show everything behind the scenes of like how I'm doing things. It's hard to do that on a podcast. The whole point of like having a community is that we share what's working for us and maybe this won't work for you. But as we share more ideas around this stuff and you see how it's working in the real world, you can create your own creative way of approaching this. Like a lot of this stuff, nobody like 
told me the way I'm sharing it is like, oh, you should create this model. I actually just learned from experience. I kind of picked and chose from different people running different ways. And then I am like, I think this will work for me in this way. Mm-hmm. And I experimented with the model in so many different ways until I ended up here. And right now I actually have at this point in the past few months, I'm running an evergreen plus hybrid model together in my community. And I'm still experimenting. I don't know how it will work. And my goal is to kind of make it more scalable and having a community where people can get any kind of coaching that they need. Um, and I was sharing with Dr. Sherry is that I'm actually combining different expertise that coaches might have. And I'm offering a very big package to a set of clients. And I'm able to do that because I've experimented with different things and I've seen what works and what doesn't work. And, and it gives me the confidence to create packages that I don't need to. And this is what makes coaching so much better than a lot of other businesses in some senses that you're not selling toothpaste. You can charge at a higher level because people are generally getting a very high value. You might have to get out of your own head thinking that, oh, why would people want to pay for this? Because it's common sense to you because you've been working on this for the past 10, 15 years. But once you create it, you don't need to have a thousand people in your membership. With just a few people, you can create a six-figure income. Mm-hmm. Just a handful of people in your community, if you're charging at the right level and you're running it in a good way, you're delivering value. And I want to stress on that is that people need to get value. If they're not getting it, you will see it. Usually the customers decide whether or not your program is valuable. If they're not getting value, they will leave the program. Yeah. And then you can reassess. And that's just data for you. So however you start it, start it and you will see. Like Sherry said, you will get clarity as you move forward. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 